Welcome to the Layers of Design podcast. I'm your host, Ibehi. As always, we appreciate all listens, shares, likes, and comments. Our Sketch It Out episodes have been on hiatus because although we found and scheduled guests, life has a way of getting in the way and our guests either rescheduled or had to cancel. This was a bit discouraging as we truly enjoy bringing inspiring guests your way on our first two Sketch It Out episodes were so much fun and got a lot of positive feedback. Nonetheless, like this year has taught most, if not all of us, we have to adapt to every curveball thrown at us. This September though, and for the rest of the year, we are working hard to continue our Sketch It Out episodes. So bear with us. In the meantime, this episode is a replay of some of our favorite parts in our previous sketch series. Both snippets are our guests talking about either what got them into architecture, their passions, or what they're currently up to. This audio is from our first Sketch It Out episode with David Rifkind. The topic was architecture represents power relationships. Listen in to David Rifkind tell us how he got into architecture and what his passion is. Enjoy. So it was a class about architecture and it was um, with Mrs. Nelson, right? So this is a long time ago, but um, it was basically the first time I started thinking about the built environment. And since I was living in a city that has a really extraordinary uh, just a, a kind of an amazing heritage of um, urban spaces and buildings. It, once it, it piqued my interest, I couldn't stop looking around. And, you know, and I was the kind of person who loved drawing, but also thinking about um, social relationships. So that got me interested in architecture. Oh. And then I guess the other big move then was that, you know, I studied architecture originally as an undergraduate at the Boston Architectural Center and practiced for a number of years. But then I also started to get a little bit um, disillusioned with the limitations of architectural practice. And that's when I decided to go back to school. And I went to graduate school, first for a master's degree, and then later for a PhD in architectural history. And so I've been mostly working as a historian um, and then a little bit as a designer uh, ever since. Oh, very nice. And how is your, and what, what are some passions, I guess? What are some of the passions you have for the profession? I mean, there's a lot of things. So one is that it's both what we do like as an academic, it's what we do within the profession and then what we do outside. So what we do inside is actually, it's the relationship that I have with you and you know, all of these fantastic students, or former students, right? Now young professionals who are um, on, this, uh, on this call, right? The, it's the opportunity to work with people who are themselves very passionate about the world and to help them realize their own capacity for shaping it. So I love doing that within the profession. And then outside, I really love being able to share what we do in architecture with people outside. Um, and I have oppor different opportunities to do that through different organizations and stuff. And I love that. I love talking about architecture and urbanism with people who are interested but are not within our profession. And sharing that is, I mean, it's such a treat. So I really like doing that. 
<laughs> well, that, that's great. I mean, personally, and I know a lot of my um, colleagues now, everyone talks about you and how great your class and how much we learned from it. So thank you for that and for sharing your passion with us. This next snippet is from our second Sketch It Out episode with Akinade Adirale. The topic was architecture as a tool of colonial oppression. Again, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to our episodes and sharing them. If you want to find out more or listen to more of this episodes or, you know, listen to the full um, versions of these episodes that I just mentioned, head over to layersofdesign.online and you can also find the video on YouTube. So I, I came to the States right after high school. Not I did a gap year. I came to the States right after high school. Um, the goal for me was to study architecture. Um, studied architecture for five years, did a BARC uh, at Illinois Tech. Um, the Mies School of Architecture and that style of modernism was kind of what was the impression on us. But then um, a couple of years in, I got a little more exposure to the construction side. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm curious intellectually about what this looks like. So I did a first master's in construction management while I was completing my architecture degree. Um, in the meantime, I got the opportunity to work for a family fund, private equity firm, and they were building um, a few kind of buildings for themselves in the Chicago land area. Um, so I worked on a few large class A buildings as a um, uh, owner's representative. That's what they call it here in the US. So I re represent the owner's in interest. Um, and then, you know, after doing that for two years, I was like, ah, man, I kind of want to know what it is like to actually build buildings. I want to feel the mud on my boots every day. <laughs> uh, so I went and worked for Gilbane Building Company. Gilbane is one of the largest uh, construction companies in the country and, and probably in the world as well, um, especially with our specialty on buildings. I worked on a team that focused on um, very difficult uh, renovations and building styles. I did that for a little over three years, um, which concluded actually yesterday. Yesterday was my old, uh, no, day before yesterday. Friday was my wow. very first day there at the firm. Uh, it was an interesting journey. I got to build all types of cool buildings. Um, I really got to see like what actually happens behind the scenes and building on job sites. Um, and then now, man, I'm, I'm jobless, y'all. Bowen, the link to my GoFundMe shall be fun. I'm joking. Uh, I'm not joking, but I'm joking. Uh, I'll, so, be starting, I'll be starting at business school in the fall um, here in Chicago. So I'm, I'm uh, back in Chicago to do that. Okay. So, well, first of all, I want to talk about like your construction management journey. What, mm -hmm. I guess, how was that with the mix of, you know, already studying architecture and then going into, into construction management? Okay, so it was immensely valuable. One of the things that architecture teaches you about um, over and over again, you're being trained very much on space management and, and spatial relationships, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How do you make things fit in spaces? You're trying to accomplish this type of visual effect. How do you get there? Or, you know, what type of material can you pick to do this, that, and next? I mean, I found myself that, you know, even though I was the builder, you know, I wasn't yeah. the guy behind it. I found myself that a lot of times when the architect brought up an issue or they were having a conundrum, I just off the snap make a suggestion. How about we do it this way? Maybe if we use an angle here, C channel, 
they would it, it, it was very easy for me to understand what the architect wanted to see um, so it made me very valuable in providing solutions fairly quickly. Um, my job as a project engineer was really just to solve problems um, beyond just information process and all that stuff. It's like you're a firefighter running around and just putting out fires all day, every day for four hours. So um, it helped me really understand and work with architects very well. It also made me kind of empathetic to them because like, you know, we the engineering, we the, you know, construction firm are like, yo, we need these drawings tomorrow. What's taking this architect so long? What, the, what is this, man? It's like, just redesign this whole building. It's been a weekend. Come on, it's Monday now. Yeah. You know, um, and I think, I think I came in with a level because I've worked at architecture firms. I've worked on short deadlines. I've worked when the client has changed their mind and we have to redo a whole type of current wall over yeah. the thing. So I, I had an empathy for it. So I was never the guy that was like, architects, you promised me this on Monday. It's Monday <laughs> nights. Where is it? You know, I was never that guy. So it helped me have very good relationships with all the architects I worked with. In fact, oh, wow. I consider uh, fairly good friends even moving forward from, from that part of my career. And yeah, so it was, it was very helpful. And I would say those two ways.